What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Tailgate Show on the Brawl Network. Right off the bat, we are really excited to be joined by J.J. Stankovitz. He is, of course, well-known on Bears Twitter. He's from NBC Sports Chicago. Um, you also know him from the Under Center podcast, uh, which focuses on Bears. Um, and, you know, he's a Bears beat reporter. Nobody better to ask about all the things going on in this Bears offseason than J.J. How you doing, J.J.? Welcome to the show. I'm good. I got uh, I got some newborn twins who I need to go feed later tonight, but I'm always down for some Bears talk whenever we can get it, and happy to join your guys' show. Yeah, thanks awesome. so much, man. So we've got Brian and we've got Jeremy here and myself, uh, Aaron, and, um, you know, we're just uh, doing our best to stay sane here in uh, quarantine land. And, you know, at least, uh, thank goodness, the NFL um, has continued with its activity uh, because I really think, and I'm sure you probably feel the same, that this is the only thing keeping us sane at this point. No kidding. It's been a weird week covering Bears free agency, but, hey, it's been a great distraction from – doom surfing coronavirus news so that's been nice absolutely so we'll just kick it around ask you some questions about um you know what you've uh, seen over this past week in the bears free agency go ahead and start us off there brian well i mean what how are you feeling about Foles? do you think that do you think that that really brings a legitimate competition or is that just an upgrade to chase uh brian i think it's a legitimate competition uh, if you look at what matt Nagy said about Nick Foles back before that wild card game in 2019. He talked about how Foles knows where to go with the football and how he just knows how to operate an offense. And, okay, so Chase Daniel could do those things, right? But Chase Daniel does not have the physical traits that Nick Foles has in terms of his size, his ability to throw the football downfield, his accuracy, his mobility, all these things with Nick Foles He is a better quarterback than Chase Daniel. So what happens at the very least is that Nick Foles is going to walk into training camp this year on even footing with Mitch Trubisky. Because the other thing to remember here is that without the benefit of an offseason program or OTAs, which are more than likely to be canceled at this point, the Bears will not – they wouldn't have had the opportunity to install the offense with a new quarterback who didn't know the system, be that Andy Dalton, be that – Teddy Bridgewater even. Nick Foles will walk in knowing the basic concepts of the system. He will walk in knowing football 101 as it stands from being in the system in 2016 in Kansas City, obviously in Philadelphia 2017-2018. That will provide him a, a huge leg up in this competition in terms that he will walk in on even footing with Mitch Trubisky. And I wrote about this in NBCSportsChicago.com on Sunday. Last year, if you guys remember, if you're down at training camp, Mitch Trubisky did not look very good. He was throwing interceptions. He was throwing incompletions. And the way that the Bears wrote it off was, well, we're testing stuff out in the offense. And we got a really good defense. So, of course, he's not having this kind of success. But they also knew that they couldn't just bench Mitch Trubisky. He was going to be their starting quarterback no matter what. This year, if Mitch comes in and he is throwing, the, he's doing the same things, he's failing those tests, Matt Nagy can turn to Nick Foles And if Nick Foles is also not failing those tests, which I wouldn't expect him to given his experience in this offense, then Mitch is going to get benched before opening day. So that is where I see this going. My overall feeling on the move is that I think it's fine. Um, I'm not going to say it's the best move they could have made because I think that probably would have been Teddy Bridgewater. But 
in terms of the available options, when they made the move, Nick Foles was the best option. In terms of Teddy, how real do you think that was? How close was he to being a Bear? And then what do you make of the rumors that he was close, but the Bears told him he was going to have to compete as a starter? Because that just seems crazy to me. I mean, it's one thing to pay Nick Foles, who has been a career backup in some sense, all this money, which isn't really their fault. The Jaguars gave him this stupid contract. It is what it is. But then to, to give Teddy Bridgewater $20 million a year and then tell him he's got to compete with Mitch is, just seems wild to me. What was your take on that? Yeah, I had heard that same rumor that Bridgewater was sort of scared off by the, the uncertainty that he would be the starter. I buy it to an extent because Ryan Pace did kind of say, hey, Mitch is our guy at the NFL Combine. And I know a lot of people were hoping, well, let's just talk, you know, his actions will speak louder than his words, all that. But his words did matter. And the, I, I don't think, though, that was the ultimate thing that broke the, the Teddy Bridgewater to bear the Bears thing. The, the, thing that, the thing that happened was Carolina was just a better fit. Like, let's not beat around the bush on this one. Teddy Bridgewater has a relationship with Joe Brady, their offensive coordinator, he knows what he can do in a Joe Brady offense. And Teddy Bridgewater was not out here signing a long-term five-year deal. Teddy Bridgewater signed a contract to get paid for his next contract. And Carolina gives him a really good opportunity to do that. The Bears didn't necessarily provide that opportunity because he would be walking into a situation where there is some uncertainty with the coaching staff. There is some uncertainty with the front office. And their offense was god-awful last year. He can walk into Carolina with an offensive coordinator he knows and trusts and Christian McCaffrey. That's pretty good. I, I don't think it's it's too I, – I think that rumor about him being scared off from Chicago wasn't – and also the thing too, look, if the Bears were going to pay Teddy Bridgewater $21, 22000000 million a year, he was going to start. So if his agency really was scared off by that, then he probably needs better representation. Right. But I think that he – ultimately Carolina was just a better fit. That's okay in this situation. I don't think starting the week anyone expected Carolina to even be a player for a quarterback, but it turned out they were, and turned out Bridgewater was a better fit there. I think the, the biggest disappointment to me if I, if I were in your guys' shoes would be that Tom Brady didn't even dabble with the Raiders and that yeah. Derek Carr was never going to become available to come to Chicago because, to me, he was the best fit for what the Bears were going to look for, for what they could do at the quarterback position, but he just never was available. Right. That was our pick, too. We, we want a car bad. Yep. <laughs> My question for you, JJ, Jeremy, by the way, how you doing? Yep. Hey, Jeremy. Um, the Leonard Floyd release and the ro- the uh, signing of uh, – oh, crap. What's his Robert name? Quinn. Robert, Robert Quinn. Quinn. Sorry, I lost his name. Robert Quinn. You know, they had promised the uh, fifth-year option to Floyd – and decided to step away from that. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I, I got some initial reaction from Alex Brown, who has been very vocal that, of his love for Lennard, as he calls him. And I wanted to see what you thought about him. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take AB's go, – go ahead and listen to AB before you listen to me, because AB has actually played uh, defensive line in the NFL – and also, my colleague at NBC Sports Chicago does a tremendous job on the football after show. Quick little plug there. Absolutely. Um, but look, Leonard, the, the Bears talked about Leonard Floyd's versatility. And it wasn't – they weren't necessarily completely blowing smoke here. 
Because Leonard Floyd, when they drafted him, the first thing that Ryan Pace talked about was his versatility. It wasn't his pass rushing upside. It wasn't his speed. It was his versatility to do different things in their defense. So they did value that in Leonard Floyd. But what they didn't account for is that Leonard Floyd had fewer sacks in each of his four years with the Bears, going from his rookie year in 2016, or yeah, 2016 to then 17, 18, 19. His sacks decreased every year, despite in 1819 he played in all 16 games in each of those years. So, and I think last year was really eye-opening for the Bears because they saw what happened to Khalil Mack when Akeem Hicks got hurt. And Khalil Mack was getting triple teamed. The, the, the people out there who were questioning Khalil Mack's effort for not getting to the quarterback, it was just like, come on, do you understand that there's no one else on this team who can rush the passer? So this year, Robert Quinn, replacing him for Floyd, means that you have a guy who teams have to respect opposite Khalil Mack. You're also going to get Akeem Hicks back healthy. So this pass rush to me, yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy yes. I, I know I know the listeners of your podcast can't see Jeremy rubbing his hands together. <laughs> yes. That's how every Bears fan should be reacting. So Robert Quinn's interesting to me because he had some lean years there uh, toward the end of his career with the Rams and with the Dolphins in 2018. But he got to Dallas in 2019, had 11 and a half sacks, this renaissance year as a 29-year-old. I don't think it's a coincidence that he did it opposite Demarcus Lawrence, who is right up there with Khalil Mack as being one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. So to me, I, I don't see Robert Quinn regressing as he turns 30 this year. I see him still being a really impactful edge rusher for a team that has one of the best edge rushers in the NFL, which is very similar to what he had in Dallas last year. Well, that's the thing with Quinn. You watch his tape, and he looks a lot like Mack. I mean, he's not quite as same big, big, but like the the ferocity, the the way he just goes after the ball, after the quarterback. I mean, he will not be beaten. You know, on, on that sack of uh, Bridgewater where he almost goes down and he puts his hand down and just it's 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 otherworldly almost. Some of the things he does now. You know, you're right. I think there's an inconsistency to it um, to some degree. But I think, again, it's it's about who they play opposite. You know, uh, these guys, you know, you look at Jadavian Clowney when he was opposite J.J. Watt, put up big numbers. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I think doomed Floyd was Floyd got put across from Khalil Mack and still couldn't produce. And at the end of the day, that just shows you who the guy is and yes he's an athlete yes he can do all these things you know um we always joke about all the floyd apologists would love to tell you all the secret triple secret tape things that only you know the most expert of expert (laughs) people can tell and look at him set the edge and you know and i'm like yeah he set the edge because he got pushed out there you know (laughs) it's a a clowny it's a clowny a little while to get going and i think that's what they thought that there might have been the same situation with Floyd. It just never, never right. panned out. They, the, the projection on Floyd was that he was raw and athletic and could develop into a really good pass rusher. His technique came along with the speed and the power. But you guys know this. You watched all these Bears games. Leonard Floyd never was violent. Yeah. Leonard Floyd was fast. But when he got to the top of a rush, he Stop. never – really beat the guy with any sort of power or violence. You look at Khalil Mack. That dude is so technically gifted in his pass rushes, and he's violent at the top of them. 
And mm-hmm. Leonard Floyd just – he had – I mean, and I think Ted Modicchino said this last year, and he's right. Leonard Floyd's the best athlete on the Bears' defense. But Leonard Floyd did not ever figure out how to turn that into sack production. So Leonard Floyd's going to go to the Rams and probably be a pretty good starter. Um, I don't think he's going to get, uh, you know, a 13-sack season or anything. Leonard Floyd is a good starter on a good defense. That's what he was in 2018. When the Bears' defense last year needed him, he did not deliver, and that's why they had to move on from him. And in addition to, by the way, the cap space they saved by, by rescinding that fifth-year option, they used that to pay Robert Quinn and Danny Trevathan and still had money left over. And was bringing up Trevathan versus Kwiatkowski. You know we let Kwiatkowski walk. Trevathan gets to stay. The biggest question I've had since day one is can Trevathan stay healthy mm-hmm. to get that? And, you know, the one availability you have to have in the NFL is availability. So to it's, me, that's, that's a concern. It's legit. And, and that is my only concern about Danny Trevathan is that he has not been able to stay on the field. But the, the one thing I'm going to say, and, and this is, I don't know. I, I generally like Danny Trevathan. I think he, having talked to players in that locker room, the impact that he has as a presence in there transcends offense, transcends defense, transcends special teams, transcends coaching. It is a rare impact that Danny Trevathan has on that locker room. And I know that we, especially us in the, in the media who are in that locker room every day, can often overrate leadership. But Danny Trevathan's leadership is legit. I mean, I, I remember talking to players after, remember that Thanksgiving game in Detroit in 2018 where Kyle Fuller had that interception that essentially ended the game uh, while the Lions were driving. The Bears were gassed. They were on the shortest turnaround in NFL history. And I talked to a couple of players who talked about Danny Trevathan giving this speech in the huddle. It was like maybe 10 seconds long, nothing crazy, but they were galvanized by that. And they, they were able to dig deep on that last play. Kyle Fuller came up with the play to win the game. And they all said that that was Danny Trevathan galvanizing them into that moment. And that really stuck with me because he's a guy who's won a Super Bowl. He's also been, he's a former six round pick who had his work. His, he's had to work his ass off to get to this point. And that engenders a ton of respect in that locker room that cannot be understated. Also, by the way, Danny Trevathan's a damn good football player. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I understand <laughs> he's, he's had injury issues, but he's fast. He's physical. He's smart. He does all the things you want out of a middle linebacker. He also knows the defense inside and out. He can call it. That stuff to me, and also inside linebackers have a pretty decent track record of being productive into their 30s. So I I realize I might be more on the the fringes of supporting this move than some other people, but I am all in on keeping Dana Trevathan in Chicago for the next couple years. Now, speaking of the locker room, did you notice any, like, a different vibe from 18 to 19 when things started kind of not going so well? Uh, it was weird, right? Like the, the vibe last year was we can fix it. We can fix it. We can fix it. And it almost became reflexive by the end of October, by that bewildering loss to the chargers. I don't know. I mean, I think players still believed it because they were so close to 2018, but to me, the, the vibe in that locker room still was good. And and Matt Nagy was right. They didn't fracture. There wasn't this, you know, finger pointing of guys on the defense being like, you know, F you guys on offense, you guys suck. 
There wasn't any of that going around. I think actually one of the guys who had a lot to do with that was Allen Robinson, just being a, a real stand-up guy in that locker room. Um, I, I never got the sense that they fractured. And we see NFL teams fracture all the time over worse or less bad things than what happened to the Bears last year. So, And, and that comes from, I think, top down. It starts with the coach. And Matt Nagy, I know we can criticize his offense all we want, but as a leader of men, Matt Nagy is really good at that aspect of being a coach. And then it goes to Danny Trevathan. It goes to Allen Robinson. It you know, went to Prince Mukamara. Some of these guys on the team last year who were not finger pointers. They were guys who took responsibility for their, their shortcomings and, and the shortcomings of their unit and wanted to keep this thing together because they still did believe that they could turn it around. Next question, speaking of the offense, doesn't look like there's a lot of movement made along that offensive line uh, in free agency, which is concerning. Um, do you think Alex Bars is the next man up to take that guard spot? And there's uh, just, for me, that's a lot of holes. You know, there's a lot of holes to fill up there. Uh, is Mustafa a guy? I, I don't even know where we go because I feel like we made no improvement along that line. Jeremy, that is my biggest well, second biggest question. My biggest question is, like, what are you doing with the Jimmy Graham contract? But my second biggest question is why the Bears have not addressed right guard. Maybe – and, look, I think they're going to draft someone there. I think they kind of have to at this point. But I, I don't think it's Alex Bars. I think it's Rashad Coward still. I, he's, they tendered him back in February. He's going to be on the team this year. And I think they – they like his upside. The thing, so Alex Bars is interesting to me because he did not play at the end of the year when the Bears had nothing else to play for. They could have tried Alex Bars and given him some run and just given him some tape. And that was, by the way, with his college offensive line coach as the offensive line coach in Harry Heestand. If Alex Bars can't get on the field when Harry Heestand is his coach, I don't know if he's going to get on the field when someone other than Harry Heestand is his coach. Maybe he's got. Maybe maybe they they still think he's got something left in the tank. He's going to be with the team in camp, and he's going to get a shot to compete. But to me, that game against Minnesota, where he did not play, they played Ted Larson. Yeah. Was about as clear of a sign of what the Bears think about here about um, Alex Bars and I guess Harry Heastand too, uh, as you could possibly get. Yeah, that's what I thought was maybe it really illustrated the fract the fracture between Nagy and Heastand was that. You know, or that uh, I don't know that he said was never behind Coward as a project or or whatnot. Um, I know you got to go pretty soon here. So the last thing I will ask you is that I think a lot of people have been on Bears Twitter and the Bears fandom are really feeling that Nagy and Pace are on the hot seat. How much do you feel like that's the case? I mean, do you really see Ted and, and the McCaskies moving on from them? And what what scenario would have to play out for that to happen? Aaron, you just brought up the names that are the most important here, that Ted Phillips and the McCaskies I don't think are prepared to view Ryan Pace as being on the hot seat. Same with Matt Nagy. Now, if this year goes completely belly up and Trubisky sucks and Foles sucks and the offense is still bad, the defense takes a step back, and all of a sudden you're finishing behind the Lions in the division, which would be embarrassing. At that point, I think they, they might think about it. But if the Bears go 7-9, and nine, if they go 8-8, eight and eight, I, I don't think Phillips and, and the McCaskey family want to move on from Pace and Nagy, especially 
given that Nagy will be entering his third year, they haven't had a coach get to his third year since Lovey Smith. Like I, I, that is a long time that it's they've had that stability there. I also think don't discount this. They like Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace as people. I don't know if you could have said the same thing about Phil Emery and Mark Tressman or even you know John Fox. You know, good good guy. I don't know if he fit totally. So I, I think that you you have to look at it from from their perspective of we don't want to pay the buyouts again because all we've been doing is paying buyouts lately. But we also don't want to move on from these guys who we genuinely like. So I think that is is where the Bears are looking at this and saying, all right, if things if things go really bad this year, then yeah, we'll consider something. But if things kind of stay the course, then, yeah, we're probably going to stick with these guys. And you know what that might mean? Ryan Pace gets to pick another quarterback. Yikes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to end on no. new drinking I'm game. Anyone? Life, but... Anyone? Yeah, <laughs> Can I ask you one more quick question? Yeah, go for it. With Mitch, uh, uh, you know, during the season when it was the turn off the TV thing, and now, now you're bringing in a guy who's going to bring a little pressure. Do you think? How do you think Mitch responds to that? That's a great question. I don't know. He's never had to do this before. He could respond to it really well, and all of a sudden just have everything click. He could melt in the face of losing his job and potentially losing a shot at being a starting quarterback ever again in the NFL. I don't know. That is going to be that is going to be one of my most followed storylines. Is taking the temperature of Mitch Trubisky during this competition because I I'm not gonna walk into training camp thinking that he's the starter. I think it's one A one B, and I would not be shocked if we're a couple weeks into camp and Nick Foles is your guy. I also wouldn't be shocked. I'd be probably a little shocked, I guess, if Trubisky is your week one starter and he actually had a good camp. So I think everything is on the table here. The Bears, by the way, I'll I'll leave it this. The best case scenario for the Bears is that Nick Foles never plays it down this year. That they talk so much about pushing Trubisky, and Nick Foles actually pushes Trubisky into being the guy they thought he would be three years ago. If that happens, the Bears are in really good shape, and the Foles trade is worth it. But I agree. That's, that is, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that if you're looking at your best case, that is your best case. JJ, thank you. I want to tell you, how are you dealing with the COVID-19 and all this around you? Being a new parent, it's got to be mind-boggling. First of all, you've got twins, yeah. obviously. Well, and then we, we were essentially self-quarantining starting December 7th when our twins were born. So we've been basically holed up in our house here in Chicago for about three months already. Um, looks like we got a little while to go left here, but... Hey, you guys also stay safe. Uh, my hands Absolutely. are cracked and dry from washing them so much. <laughs> I so, work in healthcare. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So you guys stay safe. Be well. Keep up the good work on your show. And I'm looking forward to talking with you guys later here soon. All right. Thanks All right, so man. much. Thank you very much for your time. All right. Appreciate Take it. Care. Have a great night. Yep. You too. All right. Well, that was awesome. That's JJ Stankovitz. Uh, that of course, awesome. from the from NBC Sports Chicago. He is on the Bears beat oh, at Hallis Hall. And the glasses in the are on. Locker room. Uh, you can catch him on the Under Center podcast, uh, where all podcasts are found. Anywhere you can find it, you will find it. Um, and I think what's cool about that podcast um, 
is they've mixed in the guys from the after show now. So you get some episodes, you get uh, Lawrence uh, Holmes and uh, AB and Lance Briggs and Matt Forte, although Forte's not really been on it as much, but, um, and they did it uh, the other day. um, And, and you guys brought up AB, which I thought was really cool. AB brought up a a great thing, um, which he talked about, which is that you need three, you need three pass rushers to get it done. And now they're going to have yeah. Hicks, they're going to have Quinn, and they're going to have Mac. And I'm telling you, man, I know. Don't get that, violent. Yeah, like I know everybody's wanting to kind of be negative right now, and I am too. Like, I, you know, the full don't, thing. Don't was, write off Roy Rob. Don't write off Bilal. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. How, I didn't get your how, full swerve. How yeah. you want? How you want defensive line put up? Well, for sure, it's going to be sick. Like, I know that the Jimmy Graham signing is extremely underwhelming, and the Foles thing is exciting. Yeah, we're, we're talk, we'll get into it. But I just, I, you know, I'm excited about what Quinn brings to the, the table. And any, every week, right? Yeah, every week. You know, like, this guy wants it. Like, he used to be on about myself, team. man. Quinn. He, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's exciting for you if he ends up panning <laughs> out because you could have a cool Quinn jersey. Uh, oh, I'm getting one. Yeah, that's a 94, a you know. Um, but, yeah, dude, dude is a beast. Like, he looks like Mac on the tape. Shoulder you know dip, list, bro. It's that shoulder right. dip, dude. He can dip that shoulder, get under the lineman. Even when he gets knocked down. he is fast down, he around gets... the edge. That's shit that our boy Leonard Floyd wasn't able to do and had no desire to do. I just didn't want it. Like, I don't I'm care what everybody, all the Floyd apologists say about what he does and how versatile. Blah, blah, blah. I don't those, care. Those tape junkies though. I kind of, I, I watched it. Some of the tape and I'll tell you right now, man, he's everything we wish Floyd became. Yes. And even look, you know, you see him in that 94 that he was wearing, uh, I think with the Rams and it's like, Oh, that's exactly what Floyd should have been. Oh, he needs to come out and rock the 94 right off the rip. Right, and I think that what what you see is that Ryan Pace is having to eat a lot of crow this offseason, and he's having to to really go, you know what, like, I've, I've screwed it up. But he's not ready to give up on everything yet. I mean, he had to give up on, on Kevin White last year. He had to give up on... You know, uh, he's going to have to give up on Shaheen. He had to give up on Floyd. Potentially he's Mitch. At, he's almost at the point where he's got to give up on Mitch. And I'll tell you what, if there was a way to get out of that $8 million from Mitch, they would take it. Like, I think they would take it. Like, if they could cut him and be free, uh, you know, save themselves $6 million, I think they would take it, honestly. I brought up that scenario. You trade – well, you, I don't think they're going to be able to, but you trade Mitch, you bring in Matt Moore, and you draft Hertz or whoever, insert rookie name. Yeah. And there you go. Well, the thing the thing with Foles is we spent this whole off season and all, you know, all the Bears podcasters, you know, especially – on the Bears brawl and Hallis Hall brawl and ourselves, we, we've we've cooked up all these scenarios. And even though you try to get to the point where it's like you don't think you really know more than some of these people, but it's sometimes you start to think, well, I, I do know. I do know who the Bears should take. Like this is really, you know, who I think. And then it comes time, you know, and we're so tuned in on this because Lord knows we have nothing else at this point because we can't leave the house. We can't do anything else. And and you're just so geeked and ready to go. 
It doesn't and, matter what's going on around us, though. We're, we're diehard yeah. Bears fans. Right. It, but it doesn't just, matter. You know, we just want to see. We, we're dying for a franchise quarterback, man. It's just, it was just so, like, underwhelming to, to see, especially when Lewis Riddick started in the morning with his crap. And I was just like, man, shut up. Like, I like Lewis, and Lewis is a Bears fan. You know, he's a Matt Nagy fan, and, and he got us all gassed up on, you know, Maserati Mitch and all that. But then, you know, it, right in the early part of the day, it was like him just getting on the Foles train. And I was just like, oh. Because yeah. he doesn't usually just say stuff. Like, the stuff that he says usually comes from somewhere, and he's really tapped into Nagy. And that was one of the, you know, things. It's like, like, it's like going to the Thanksgiving dinner and only leaving with a cracker and cheese. Well, yeah, it's basically. Exactly. <laughs> you, were told, talking... you were expecting a, a, a huge meal, and and we got like a hot dog and potato <laughs> salad. You know what I mean? Like, we ate. We're going to eat. We're not eating turkey. There are no stuffing. There are no green beans. There's no pumpkin pie. There's none of that. We wanted a pumpkin pie named Derek Carr, and we got a hot dog with ketchup on it. <laughs> I was talking to a Patriots fan here. Man, they're hurting right now with Brady leaving. And oh, yeah. Like we're talking about the six Super Bowls. The, the I'm just – yeah, but still. Right. And <laughs> he, he, I was talking about fools with him, and he kind of brought up the scenario. He goes, well, it's like when you date that, that, that chick that you think's hot, but she's, she's crazy. And you get out of a relationship with her, and you bring in that that safe chick that you know she ain't going nowhere. <laughs> right, like you can't cook, so you got you don't want to be alone or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she's going somewhere. She's probably going to IR. <laughs> it's so, just the whole the whole yeah. fools thing, though. Like getting back to that man, like we're actually still talking about it, but yeah, the. Never thrown for over 3,000 yards. Never played a complete season. Threw for over 20 touchdowns at once. I mean, some some like like Riddick. They're acting like this guy. I know he won a Super Bowl. And I mean, Jeff Hostetler went on a nice little run there once with the yeah. Giants. Never yeah. really heard from him again. It's it's similar to Foles. Like this isn't a franchise quarterback. He never has been. He caught lightning in a bottle with Philly that one year. But I mean, he was throwing the the game against us in the playoffs. He was throwing up lobs, man. Like. Yeah, I I Those agree are... with that, but I I went back at that argument pretty hard earlier today or yesterday because yes, he was throwing up some lobs, but he also drove them down and won the game on fourth he, down. He did, and and it was against our defense. Yes, Eddie Jackson didn't play. Yes, I understand that. Yes, yes, Amos. I'm gonna Amos give you the same scenario. Like He's a really good oh, release. Trubisky drove down the field and put us in a position to beat them after he beat us. Sure. So, so what do you try? It's Mitch the same. Credit, but we give Mitch all this credit for that, and Mitch basically ate off of that one drive for God knows how long. We we saw that as like our our oh look at this. This is hope. This drive is hope that Mitch can be this. And but for Foles, it's like oh he just got lucky. Well, you know what? Like. I guess. Well, Foles like, also got handed the keys to a franchise and didn't win a game. I know it was only four starts. Agreed. I mean, listen, he's he's not exciting. The Jaguars should not have given him all that money. Like, that was crazy. Like, I don't – like, when he got that phone call and heard that, he must have just been like, get it signed, like, before they change their mind. Like, I, I don't – you know, like, I don't know what they were thinking – they were just so desperate to not have Bortles 
that that they were willing to. You and know, we took that on. Well, yes and we're, no. Uh, granted, we're going to restructure it, it but it's going to be heavily restructured. And if you looked at if you look at the latest thing that Brad uh, wrote, he he writes basically he's, he just started out a thread by basically saying that. He's not going to answer any more questions about about Bears' salary cap on this thing because people are just peppering him constantly with it. You know, like, it's come out, it's come out, it's come out. It's like, guys, he's going to put it out. But he basically said that it's going to mirror the Tannehill situation. So Miami took on a, quite a bit of Tannehill's money. Uh, it was a pretty low, uh, you know, um, salary cap for this year. I mean, ultimately, he's still going to get his money. Um, but then it gets, you know, there's going to be this wrinkle of these uh, of these options, um, you know, which nobody really knows what that means. But essentially, like, you know, Foles is sacrificing to some degree the guaranteed some of the guaranteed money, I think, although uh, I think he'll get most of it. And then it, what he gets out of that is that if he if he ends up being the starter and he balls out, he can basically tear up his deal and say, you know what, like, give me a new one. And I think that's fair. You know what I mean? But it also, what it will, will allow the the Bears to do is to walk away from it. And that's what you want. You know what I mean? Like, you want that, you know, that freedom to say, okay, we're going to give this guy a try, and then if it doesn't work, you know, we're going to draft, we're going to go back to the drawing board. Um, do you, you feel know, like we still draft a quarterback? Even with these two on the roster? This year, I don't know. I mean... I think we do. Got a little breaking news. Oh, we What's do. That? Bears continue to add depth. This is Ian Rappaport. Oh, that's On deep. defense, agreeing to terms with linebacker Arcavius Mingo on a one-year deal. Source said he's a familiar face for Bears DC Chuck Pagano from their time in Indy and special team coach Chris Tabor from their time in Cleveland. I like that. Oh. He's a player. I mean, he's a he's a he can play. Now I don't know if he's really is he more he's an inside guy, right? He's an inside backer. As I far as I so, know. Yes. Um, now I'm still hoping that they add an outside another rotational rusher, whether that's Golden or, um, you know, who I don't know. No, he, he's an outside linebacker. Okay, well, there you go. So that could be the guy. Um, I like that. But just to go back to what Brad said. So Brad Brad said, basically, let me find it here. Um, and if you guys, I don't know, if you're on Bears Twitter and you're not following at Brad OTC, I don't really know what you're doing because he's basically the oracle of wisdom for all the salary cap stuff. Same with and, JJ, by the way. Yeah, JJ's awesome, and and you're not gonna, you know, you, if you're not following those guys, you're you're screwing up. Um, and especially too with under center, you know, is one of the best was one of the best podcasts out there. But then, you know, with um, and no offense, but I don't, I the the Brad Biggs <laughs> addition with Dan Weeder is not hitting. Like they miss Rich Campbell bad um, so far. So that podcast for me is kind of eh. Um, but so Tannehill was owed 17 million from Miami in 2019 on the original deal. Full salary for 2020 is 15 and change. Instead, Miami paid Tannehill 5 million signing bonus that stayed on their books, and the Titans took a 2 million dollar base salary with a bunch of incentives. Now we know Full still has 20 million dollars guaranteed in this restructured deal, and he had a few more years remaining in Tannehill. 
Guessing that the Jaguars took on an even larger signing bonus to recoup a fourth rounder from the Bears. Let's say $8 million. That leaves $12.25 guaranteed for the Bears with three years left. My bet is the Bears are on the hook for a fully guaranteed $8 million in 2020. So Foles still gets his 15.25. Then 2021 has the remaining four or five guaranteed money. Long story short, my guess is Foles' 2020 cap hit for the Bears is around half of the 15.6 million OTC has listed, and it's like 15.5875, whatever. This would put the Bears around $10 million in cap space without the Artie Burns and Dion Bush details, as opposed to the negative 2.5 we have listed now. So I know it's hard to trust Pace. We're all in this, like, you know, shit on Pace mode because, you know, he's earned it. I mean, let's be honest. The guy is, like, he looks like he's flailing. He looks like he's chasing, and it's looking bad. He's chasing yeah, he's, I don't even know if he knows decent. Like, he's chasing. <laughs> He's chasing like below average at this point, um, and so. But I am going to give him credit on in terms of how he has been able to structure a lot of contracts. Him and his salary cap team, I think, have done a very good job in structuring things so that there isn't uh, a ton of trash to deal with. I mean, even the Glennon contract. Yes, they gave him a lot of money, and that was one of the worst things ever. But it's still at, didn't. It's not like they, you know, paid him to go away. Now the Parky deal, not so great. You know, uh, Burton, not so great. It's all the tight end deals. Let's go right to that. He's got his blind spot. I mean, I don't know what it is. He's got his blind spot for tight end. He's got his blind spot for. For He's got a blind back. spot for things he falls in love with instantly. Right, and that and that's it's his problem. Horrible. It's tunnel vision. I mean, he he gets. It's getting guy. old, though, man. It's getting old to watch him it throw is. money at mistakes. It I mean, is. you got. Granted, I love A Rob. I'm glad we got him. But like, White should have been that guy. Floyd should have been that guy. Mitch should have been that guy. These are guys that should have been like cornerstones going forward. And it, ha- it happens around the league, but for him, he's it's, it keeps happening again and yes. again and again. And my biggest thing is that he. He gets this tunnel vision, and when he has his heart set on a guy, he bids against himself. I mean, he absolutely, you know. And so, Mike, I would love to, I would kill to know what really went on in terms of this quarterback scenario because I do not believe that they told Teddy Bridgewater he was going to be in a, a full competition with Mitch. Because if they did tell him that, like, Ryan Pace needs to get his shit and go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't love I don't love Teddy Bridgewater, but if you're gonna pay twenty million dollars and tell a guy that he has to compete with Mitch Trubisky after the season he had last year, just get out of Dodge. Like you gotta be kidding. I like, like that, Teddy in this system. I would I would really like them. I just don't I don't know what I I I can't say that because I haven't seen him in this system. The Saints system is not this system. You know, the Saints have a have a solid offensive line. They have, you know, one of the best receivers in the game. They have Alvin Kamara. They have, you know, they've, they've got a lot going for them. And they have one of the best play callers in the game in Sean Payton. So I just – I don't buy that you could have just dropped Teddy Bridgewater in here and he would have just, like, been lights out. Like, personally, I don't – I think he would have been okay. Um and he would have been better than Mitch. Don't get me wrong. He will be better than Mitch. Probably a lot better than Mitch. A lot but safer. He, 
But is he a guy that you can say is going to be a top 15 quarterback? No, and I don't think he's going to be very good in Carolina because other than McCaffrey, what the hell do they have? I mean, they got a guy from they got they got Joe Brady, who you know, I mean, obviously he did wonders with Burrow, and they got you know uh, this college coach. Um, you know, we'll see what he does. Uh, I just don't think. You know, I'll be surprised if Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback in Carolina in two years. That's my feeling on Teddy. But Pace just, you know, you look at the Jimmy Graham deal and the timing of it was so horrible because I think it's only going to be six million against our cap this year, though, the way it's structured. It is. And it's basically going to be a one year deal. And that's what I said when it happened. I said, listen, I know it's $9 million guaranteed and I know we're freaking out. And I, but the timing of it was the thing that I think made it worse because you waited the whole day. The bears did nothing, did nothing, did nothing. And at the end of the day, it was like the bears signed Jimmy Graham for 16 million, 9 million guaranteed. And every day one, when the, when the big names get taken, yeah. yeah, like it was with a no trade like, clause. Uh, right, it came out later. It's a no trade clause, and, and whatever, who cares? It's a one year deal. I don't like what. And what scenario would be they be trading him anyway? I mean, trading for a Walker. If he plays, yeah, but if if he plays <laughs> and he plays well, they're not trading him. True. If he doesn't play well, he's untradeable. So what's I mean? Like, I don't it, – it's pointless. Like, it's just another thing for Bears Twitter to get – And I know everybody was saying, oh, he played with Rodgers. I mean, but they've been have, – they've they've also struggled getting tight ends going. Do you well, know what I mean? Mightily. He hasn't had a good tight end since Jermichael Finley. Well, it's not – I don't know if it's so much that. I don't know if they just – they're not scheming the tight end correctly because every tight end that's gone there struggled since they've been there. I mean, but look, Jimmy Graham's pretty washed. I'm not going to lie. He is. I, like, I just think that – what he does give you, and this is me trying to be positive. It's still better than everybody we have right now, though. There's that. Go ahead, Jared. No, go ahead. I'm, oh, I was going to say, what he does give you is a guy who's going to play all 16 games. I think pretty much guaranteed. He's older, but he's very durable. He hasn't had injury issues. He is going to be a red zone threat. You know, you can, you and and that is going to be for Nick Foles, not for Mitch. That's going to be for Nick Foles. Nick Foles can throw the ball up to him, and and he's going to come down with it. Now I know he's had issues with drops lately. People have pointed that out, but I just feel like he's gonna, you know, and automatically he's an upgrade. Now and everybody, and I was saying this today. I feel like everybody had a problem with the other tight ends on the market too. Sure, you would have loved to see Hooper, you know, but I don't think they wanted to give him four years and that much no. guaranteed money. And, uh, you know, there were people in the Ebron camp. I kind of like Ebron, but, Jerry, you hate Ebron. And, Diddy, yeah. what, you're on the fence with Ebron? I just think, yeah, that one year with Luck, that was really productive. I think up until that point, he didn't live up to the billing. And the year, they I, there were some vibes coming out of Indy that he just up and quit on the team. Sure, and... And, but he's younger, though, and he's more athletic. And Here's what I say about Green Bay last year. That team was all about running the ball last year. I mean, did any receivers I, have fantastic years besides Devontae Adams? I think Graham is a better blocker than Ebron. I'll give him that. Right, but they're both not great blockers. So it's no, but he's, he's improved in his yeah. older age than when he was younger. 
but there. So my question would be like, do we see them being on the field at the same time? You know, um, but what I think is it gives you it gives you some interesting op- options. I mean, you well, know, Foles is comfortable with Burton too. Yeah, let's say Burton and let's say you have Harris, Burton and Graham on the field at the same time. You know, that's pretty interesting. Um, it gives you some some. I think it gives you some options to run the ball and to pass. You know, and to do some different things. And so, you know, what what we've been chasing. It, you know, decent and otherwise is the tight end to be this adjuster for the offense. So the tight end causes the defense to adjust, and because of what they're doing, but you now, have to count. You have to count for Graham. He's, he's going to keep you honest. Absolutely. And my thing is that the the Green Bay receiving core was so bad, other than Devontae Adams, that and and maybe the Packer fans will disagree, but I, I don't know. You know, I mean, obviously they love that we got. Jimmy, because they can laugh, but I, I I made a statement, and I was just feeling like I didn't want to go dark because I just needed to not go into that headspace, but I felt like I think he can have a solid season. I think he could have 40, 50 catches, and now only if Foles is the quarterback. <laughs> that's the sad part. <laughs> but, well, that's the thing. For him, you, you, in his career, you go from Breeze, Wilson, Rodgers. Now it's like maybe Mitch, maybe Foles. It's like, okay, you're going to have to pay me that $9 million guarantee. Like, right. Well, that's the thing is that people assume that Hooper – why would Hooper choose the – We didn't want that contract, bro. No, but why would Hooper – like Hooper, people act like, oh, the, he would come and – and why the we, only way you do the Hooper deal is if you would have got Derek Carr. Absolutely. That's the only way that deal is going to happen. No, nah, you don't want that much money invested. With no, I'm just saying, you make a move books. like that when you know you've got a quarterback that's going to get right. it to him. Well, and everybody's saying, well, look, you paid Hooper 11, and now you're giving Jimmy Graham 9. It's like, well, not really. Like That's not really how it works. Like uh, It's a also- one-year prove-it deal for a guy that's played at the highest heights, and you know how tight end is. I mean, tight end, unless you're one of the top three guys, it's a crapshoot. I mean, just from fantasy football, you don't know whether a guy's gonna gonna I love blow that you up. Put tight end and crapshoot in the same sentence. <laughs> well, the other thing is, like J- JJ brought up, and we didn't realize, like from the inside perspective, like how much of a leader Danny was. Like we knew he he brought something to the table, but we didn't realize it was just, like JJ pretty much said, like. Danny's got got the ears of the guys in the locker room. I, I felt it, that was the case, but they yeah. you know, obviously firsthand is what I'm saying. With oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I think what Danny is, he sees that guy that's like down and cool with all the young guys, but he's also got that gravitas and that leadership and like that he's won a ring. He's yeah. got that old OG mentality where you know he says something and. And the the young guys listen, and right. then also, you know, Mac respects him. Hicks right. respects him. The oldest veterans on the team respect Danny. Yes. And so you, I just felt like you lose, you lost Prince. And I know I said this before, but I just didn't think they were really gonna let him go for Nick. It's like they know what Nick is. I mean, Nick showed what he is. Nick already had a chance. Like, right. you know, both Knicks. Black well, why I was bringing that leadership, yeah. the leadership right. thing up was we were talking about Graham. Now, he could be a guy that has that leadership quality that can take a young guy under his wing. There's a lot of available tight ends in the draft. You bring a young kid in under him, I really don't – we really don't know. 
So yeah. if Graham is that guy, it might be worth that investment so you can bring along a rookie. It could be. I mean, I, I sometimes I buy that and I don't buy that. I, I think when you're it, talking about whether, you know, when you're talking about a guy taking your playing time and basically take, basically taking food out of your mouth, I mean, he doesn't want anybody coming into that team and beating him out. He wants another no. Like he, right. wants, he wants another ten million dollars. Like generally, so, rookie tight ends don't come in and just blow the blow the roof off either. They, they I, take time. But I'm just saying, like, I don't buy that he's going to be helping anybody out. Now he can help people out by what he shows and his example that he sets, um, and and that pressure of that competition. I mean, now that for the first time since Burton was healthy, there's a legitimate professional tight end on the roster. I mean, at the end of the day, drink the the you've got that you now have a t- tight end who is a legitimate professional tight end with a resume that and Pace knows this guy, so maybe thinks there's something left in the tank. Right, which is a double-edged sword. Like, and I joked about that today. Like, if you have ever played for the the Chiefs or the Eagles, and you used to be good five years ago, you should probably call Ryan Pace because he's about to Good give job. you a job. You know, and Bart well, this Davis, was Saints, right? But yeah, but but that's that's where we're at. Is like you know, any familiarity, and that's the NFL. I well, mean, this is a guy he actually scouted though for the Saints. Correct. I mean, and that's you know, and everybody loves Jimmy Graham, and and that's fine. I just think that the timing of it sucked. Like if we if we change the order of things, if we went I'm not Robert Quinn first. No, I don't love him either, too, but I I think I was one of the few people that was, like, trying to be positive about him right off the – and, honestly, I was just trying to try to not cry <laughs> at that point in time because I was, like, so depressed by how this was shaking out. But if, if you change the order, you know, it's kind of like, Jerry, you brought up the other day. Like, if we went 8-8 eight and eight and then 12-4, and four, how would things be different? If you change the order of how the, the, the moves were announced and you went Robert Quinn first and then you went Foles next and then you went Jimmy Graham, say, today, like, you know, I think it would have felt a little bit better, I guess. Um, so I don't, you know, it, I don't know. Pace is just going to be Pace, man. And I, he just – He's got to start hitting a little bit more. I mean, you can't. He's got to quit hitting the bong, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but it, you know, you would hope that he's and and he as far as like, he doesn't. He doesn't. No, he's he CBA, doesn't. Dog. He's, no. He's the most like FBI like, like. No, I don't think he does anything. <laughs> that guy like, that guy like snorts white out. Like, like he's just like he's high on uh, spreadsheets. Like it's just it's there's nothing cool about him. Like I think he's that'll be he's probably the most boring person I could possibly ever think to to hang out with, like in my life. I just like I don't know. Oh, we really liked him. We were really fired up about him. We really really love what he brings to the room. We really love his leadership. We really love his traits, his qualities. Say, oh my God, the monotony. Probably shotgun seltzers after his press conferences. Yeah, but like LaCro- but like Lacroix, like not even. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he's like he's like pounding. Our boys over in St. Louis is hitting the liquor. Ginger ale. Yeah, well, on, how's the XFL doing? Are they they just folded? They shut it already? down. They shut yeah. it down for the year. That's, that's the end of that. 
<laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but I don't think they come back. I agree. I think they do. I, I think they have it. a market with a shorter, with a shorter preseason. Oh, God, Those dude. guys are going to be looking for some place to get reps at and get tape on them. I think there's well, a chance. Well, we'll see that uh, somebody. I don't know what it, I was listening to uh, the. Bears over beers podcast with uh, EJ Snyder and those guys and and uh, they were talking about there could be like a like a bizarre scenario where PJ Walker is somehow brought in as the Bears third quarterback and uh, I was like come on man because <laughs> has faith in alternate league quarterbacks Ugh. yeah well yeah I suppose I just I mean it, it, it sucks for the XFL. You know, in general, for the people that were really into it, because I, I think it didn't really get a chance to gain a momentum. Like it started, and then boom, and it's gonna be hard to recover from. And it, it a, a lot of things are gonna be hard to recover. It's from. gonna be hard to recover from as in every walk of the life. NBA is yes. gonna have that trouble. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't know what's gonna happen. They're gonna, they're, you know, the, you know, we don't want to go too far down this, but the, you know, the Olympics are probably gonna get canceled, and this, that. NFL is gonna be thrown off by it. Yeah, quality of plays. I mean, the voluntaries and the and the off season stuffs pretty much shot until training camp, probably. Well, and and I don't know how much I really believe this idea that the that COVID and everything played into the Foles decision. I feel like they were pretty locked on Foles to begin with. I think the 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 thought of it makes sense though. You're you're going to lose that sure. time with the team, and this is a guy who can come right in and fit right in. It's a good justification uh, at this point, but it's not. I just can't see. To counter that, though, I think it did because if a guy like Cam could have passed the physical, that might have changed the the direction they went in. That that is a legit they thing. Never like, you cannot, Cam. Yeah, I but you can't do the in-depth physical. You can't have your team doctors look at these guys. There's that right. options could have been different. Uh, yes, I'll agree with that, but I just don't buy that the Bears were ever in. Okay, on I'll just ask you, Cam with a possible medical issue or Nick Foles, who would you take? See, I, I want uh, – I'm from the uh, – just from what I've seen from Mitch, yes, I agree with JJ. The best-case scenario is Mitch ends up really responding to this and Foles never plays would be the best scenario when we finally have a franchise QB. Don't see it happening. I wanted Mitch to be replaced, and I think the legitimate, like a legitimate guy like Cam Newton coming in here would have been that. Teddy Bridgewater would have been that. I don't feel Foles is that. I think Foles is just an upgrade to Chase, another guy to coddle this kid and know the system and be ready to break glass if needed. So I, I would have rather had Cam. It's closer for me, I, but I think I think I would like to. I would definitely like to have Cam. I think it. You really have to say that Cam is still far more durable than Nick Foles. I mean, you know, Nick Foles, I, mean, I guess you can't blame him for Chris Jones falling on him. And he did make a great throw and he had, a, you know, he had a touchdown on the throw when he broke his collarbone. But it's, you can't blame him for that. That happens. Cam won't help. He's a problem. Yeah. I mean, and I think he's, he's coming still, off of Liz Frank also. So that yes, kind of takes but, care of his fucking running too. Yes, but but I think it's just funny how people have come up with all these things about Cam Newton. Like people were actually equating Jameis, you know, rapey Winston with Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton has not oh, had. It, he, he settled out of court. So did <laughs> like, Ben Roethlisberger, and he's right. still and, and Ben Roethlisberger is assumed guilty. So Winston has multiple accusations, which were settled out of court in. Years apart from each other, 
So Winston is <laughs> – who would you Here rather be quarantined issues. with, Jameis Winston or Ben Roethlisberger? Go. Oh, nah, man, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least Jameis bringing the crab legs, right? <laughs> so, uh, uh. I, I mean, and especially after that video that, that Roethlisberger I'm, put up where he's looking like, like – He's looking for Wilson. Nothing to yeah. do with that, with any of the allegations, but I, I did think Jameis would be a perfect fit there just because he he has similarities to Ben physically. He can, he can when plays break down – be that guy if he could sit behind Ben and learn I think that'd be a great situation well, I would, the question I have is what if Brady didn't go to Tampa because I felt like really Jameis's only chance was was Tampa I think Pittsburgh if he can learn from Ben and take that team over I just, they, got the, they got they the young quarterback duck Hodges or whatever that they threw out there they seem to be kind of high on you just like the name duck I think my personal <laughs> feeling about Cam is that I think Cam's going to end up in San Diego um, when all is said and done. Um, I don't think they go into the season with Tyrod Taylor into a new stadium. I mean, uh, you know, Tyrod, Ty man. Tyrod's not bad. He's not no, bad. Tyrod can get you to the but, playoffs now. But you you do not want to go into a new stadium with a with a fan base that is questionable to begin with because the people in San Diego oh, are – get Jameis. No, but you got to figure like Ty- Tyrod is like Tyrod's like a Hoyer with more athleticism. He's well, safe. Speaking of, speaking of Hoyer, Hoyer signed a cheap deal with New England. Uh, it looks like they're gonna go with Stidham and Hoyer. And... Talking about that on Twitter, bro. You were like, why are they? Why do they want to stick with him? It's like, well, this is a team. They put Tom Brady in. He was a backup. They put Castle in when Brady went down. Went thirteen and three. They, they, Jimmy right. G, Hoyer, right. like, right. they've always developed Bill their does not, Bill does not chase <laughs> decent. <laughs> well, Matt, from our mindset, right. we're like, why would you want to keep the backup? We're not used to that, though. They've, they've no, had so much right. success there. You're right. You're right. It's, I mean, and, and this I'm is, I think, tell, I think this is a transition year for them to some degree. Now, for New England, that means 10 wins. It doesn't mean, like, you know, they're going to they're gonna fall off the map because they're still, they still have a ton of draft picks. They still are, you know, going to make some moves. Um, it's a lot less BS without Brady there, though, that TB12, his little personal trainer. They're not showing up to voluntary yeah. workouts. Like, right. It feels probably like a weight's been lifted off his chest. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and and you know, I think uh, I don't necessarily think it's just going to be super easy for Brady to to go into Tampa and and just be amazing. You know, no. I think it's it's going to be a. It was a very limited Brady last year, man. Like, yeah. Now he did have probably the worst offensive weapons he's had when Antonio Brown was there. They looked pretty damn good. Um, but you you look at early on, man, Troy Brown. I mean, they didn't have, like, they weren't balling out. Right, but then you, when he got Randy Moss, it was whole other level. Yeah, but I mean, that was, that like, was five Brady's, years in, wasn't it? I, I, yes, and but Brady, Brady was pretty pedestrian for his first few years when he didn't have any weapons. I mean, he, his TD to interception ratio wasn't that great, but then when he got weapons, and that's what, you know, and Godwin and Evans, I mean, they've got, you know, They've got some weapons, and I think O.J. Howard yep. is going to emerge now, and Cameron Brait. You know, I mean, they've got some weapons. Um, I don't know if they have the offensive line, but they have a pretty good defense. You know, they're He's not going to hold on to the ball like Jameis, though. He'll no. get rid of the ball quick. No. I just don't think Jameis – I don't think Jameis lands anywhere, to be honest. Like, I mean, 
not as a starter, like, where is he going to go at this point? I mean, I could see him going to be the backup maybe in uh, Seattle, you know, because um, they they have they have nobody really, um, you know. I don't really know where else he goes. Maybe Dallas. Pittsburgh, man. I don't. I don't think they're in the market for that. And I don't think. I think after, maybe. Maybe. I mean, you think I just don't think Steelers want any controversy. Speaking of Steelers, they've had big Ben as a quarterback row for how That's long? That's been their only thing, other than Le'Veon Bell, you know, in his contract, and then Antonio Brown. Eventually, they've been a very steady organization. I mean, uh, that's a very quiet. So that's a it's a it's a popular team in a market that's not as like rabid as like New York or Chicago. Bro, they I would can, kill they've always been able to hide things better. Right, well, no, but I, I would think, kill for the stability and the winning of the Steelers. I get that, but like right. they were even able to hide AB's BS for years. Oh sure, and that's because of their coach, and right. you know, and yes, it's Pittsburgh, you know. Yes. So you don't have the same kind of media that goes after everything in that way. Artie Burns is a bear from Pittsburgh. Did you know that? Yeah, this is. This, isn't it odd that all the defensive positions that are switching? You know, Burns and Lucas. Is, we got rid of one Lucas and got another one. Just had in depth. There's just depth I, pieces. I guess. I mean, I really hope they get a they get a safety and. Uh, God bless Cordero Patterson. Is our, Jordan, is our Jordan Lucas is a safety? He just really hasn't. He's not still. a. He's not a starter. No, he has a couple decent he's highlights. A special, but he's a special teams guy. Do you think Dion's right? going to take that starting spot then? I think he'll get a shot. But, like... It's still... I mean, there's still that whole second wave going, and you don't know if a guy's going to sign a like a, a minimum veteran deal or whatever. You know, we, we could get I somebody... Just, I just... In. I mean... I hope that these restructures come out and everything, ha- and we just get a little more money, and then and then you get a Tony Jefferson, you get a Von Bell. But the Jefferson know. things and the injury is what the concern is with the the doctor thing. That's again. perfect. That, but to me, see, that's perfect. Like that's a pace that has pace all over it. I'll take Von Bell too, like you said, though. I, I like what he brings to the table. It's, that's what bugged me, though. Another thing that bugged me is like Carl Joseph signed uh, signed a one year like four and a half million dollar deal it's like what that damn it like that was our guy you know like it, like where is pace doing you know like it, it it's so clear that haha leaving and haha didn't get shit by the way one year deal like Four everybody, million. everybody knew haha didn't play that well last year i mean he it was, was good, fine not great if he you did get this first return touchdown better he'd have more money right now like he Too got bad. he got screwed because he he in the, the injuries season, didn't help. No, but he got screwed because in the season that he signed with the Bears, it was a flush safety market. And this year has been, you know, there's been a lot of guys. There's nobody like super special, but there's a lot of guys out there. Yeah, this um, was a launching pad for him, but unfortunately, the defense with the injuries didn't it, it made life rough for defensive backs. I just you know, hope that there's some way that, you know, like a Trey Boston or 
one of these guys, you know, for two million dollars one year. You Bear know, Barry's still out there. There's also yeah, there's yeah. also this new mid-level exception type of thing, and I know that's an NBA term, but it's basically what it is, where they can sign guys and it only counts as like a million and a half dollars against the cap to get some of these vet guys. So I'm hoping that takes shape. Um, you think the signing of Mingo gets rid of your boy Aaron Lynch, your favorite player in the world? I hope so. God, I hope so. <laughs> he's just dead weight. Like, and he's already he's already five yards past the line of scrimmage. Like, <laughs> Lord, like that guy's just awful. Two guys I hope they look at. I, I know we need a guard, but Jason Peters on a cheap deal with his with yeah. connections to Juan, and he's worked with Foles and. Anthony yeah. Sherman, man, I did it last off season too. Anthony Sherman, fullback, he knows the uh, system. Mitch's boy, Michael, got a freaking contract. What's That's just weird. Like Sherman stays on the market until like the last minute, and then Andy's like, "Yeah, I'll bring you back." He's a solid fullback, man. Like he, yeah, I would like him here. You want to get the run game going? You bring in a guy like that that's used to the system. Let's go. I mean. Absolutely, and I think you still need another running back. I mean, you know, you saw – I don't know if it's going to be anything, but you saw the Todd Gurley thing I think was pretty – not not surprising because the Rams are in salary cap hell, um, you know, and, and they gave him that contract, which was stupid, and they gave Goff the contract, which was Gordon so Howard stupid. got a contract in Miami? Miami, man. Good shit. Thing. Miami is stacking. People, I don't know if it's going to work out. And normally, free agency kind of doesn't work out. <laughs> you know, like the you know the the Browns seem to win free agency every season for the past three or four, and look how that goes for them. But uh, Miami is certainly you know adding and adding. I mean, and you look at like like you know teams making a lot of moves. I mean, the Lions. You know, if you if you have any connection to the Patriots, you have a good chance of getting getting a contract with them. I mean, that's dangerous though, playing for Patricia on defense. Yeah. Uh, I I they have no secondary though. I mean, I guess they got that the who they Trufant. get. Trufant. Got font. They paid him a lot of money. They got rid of Slay. I don't. Yeah. So I don't really know. Like they not only did they get rid of him, but they pissed him off. You know, and and he's got nothing good to say about Patricia. Basically, nobody has anything good to say about Patricia. He just keeps trying to get all his guys, which he thinks they like him. From yeah, but from, Bill Bill did the same thing when he in New England. Like if he knew he had to pay a guy, and a guy was complaining, see ya. That's right, just... but they haven't drafted well. I mean, the 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 Patriots don't usually go out and sign a different expensive guy. They would let the guys go. But oh, they brought know. in like Revis, and they they were bringing expensive vets when they need. Yeah, I mean, I just I, you look at the Lions; they've added a lot up front on the defensive side. I don't, and they added Chase Daniel. Good luck with that. Um, Wouldn't that be some shit? Chase comes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That would be so bears. Oh god. You know, and I joke too. Like, what? What are the Jaguars? What all pro are the Jaguars going to draft with that fourth round pick that they got from us? Because you know it's going to be somebody. 
Like even and even if Foles does well, you and just that's, know that's, the, that's what kills me. Is like a fourth really for Foles? Like who is who is well, really that's trying what to I'm dump saying. It? I will reserve judgment a little bit until we see the contract. But if they didn't eat a substantial amount of salary and we gave them a fourth, I mean we got hoodwinked again, man. Pace is a mark. Like this dude is. He has every tell in the book, and everybody knows, and he just sweats at the poker table. Uh, I'm excited about the Quinn signing, but nothing else really like, oh, yeah, here we go. No, like, mm. No, I mean, listen. The the Quinn signing, though? Yeah, buddy. We were horrible at quarterback and horrible at tight end, and with Foles and Graham, we are better than horrible. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. You know. You really think like I know JJ said what he said, but like, how do we feel? Like, go around and t- tell tell listeners how you feel about Foles. Do you think that's a legit competition? I don't know, man. No. I, I hope it is not. I I don't. I have no. And I've said this before. I absolutely have no interest in seeing Mitch Trubisky play quarterback for the Bears ever again. I don't care if it's the best scenario. I just I don't see it. I don't believe it. I don't believe that Mitch is going to turn the corner. I don't think he knows how to turn the corner. I think he is going to fold like a cheap tent under this pressure because he's never had it. And Matt's going to be – I can tell right away the way Matt started talking about him, about things, is that he's going to be a dick to him, and he's going to let the flippo have at him. And now – you know who's more familiar with the current coaching staff is Nick Foles. He knows Laser. He knows DeFlippo. He knows Castillo. He knows everybody. Mitch don't know anybody. Mitch Mitch knows Nagy and he knows Rags, and that's it. And he knows and he knows the wide receiver coach. And you saw these Bears players on Twitter. They were hyped for Mitch to go away. Cordero. These guys were bored, and they were on Twitter, holed up in their house, and they were hyped. Robinson was looking at things. Cohen was out there. Cordero, oh, did you see his? Yeah, I mean, these guys are, you know, these guys are out there, and and they were not mad about, you know, and you saw, uh, you know, uh, you're talking about Cohen on talking on Twitch uh, or on whatever video Instagram. game about about Mitch. Because there were two things. One, Cohen, he got, he was talking about Mitch, and then he, and then he, yeah. So he's talking about Mitch, and he was saying, you know, he's my, you know, he's basically like saying, yeah, I back Mitch, you know. But if we were to get somebody else, like, you know, obviously that would be, you know, that would be great too. You know what I mean? Like, you know, basically like, you know, they 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 realize what's going on. The writing's on the wall. so and then and then of course you know the, he, got, the, he got eviscerated somebody on Instagram. Yeah, somebody told him you know hey you're you, you need to run north to south and he was <laughs> like he's like man fuck off I got four yards of carry, you know like <laughs> don't tell me I need to run north and south four yards of carry like back the fuck off basically, <laughs> and which is true but it's like bro you know you run to that sideline like. Fat kid running a cake, like come on. <laughs> yeah, people kind of hype him up. I mean, I, I hope he pan. I, I mean, college he was phenomenal. He didn't play like the highest level, but like, yeah. if he could just hit the hole, stop dancing. He's not Barry Sanders, man. And that that running out of bounds shit drives me nuts. You asked about Foles and what I think is going to happen. Here's here's how I think it plays out. Mitch will start beginning of the season. 
He'll be ineffective. I think Foles will come in probably about game four, game five. You can go ahead and mark this down. Record. I just don't want to go. You already it. know where it's going. He's going to play agree, about. Meh. He'll play half the season and get hurt. And then they'll have to bring Mitch back in again. And who knows? I, I, that's how I feel like. It, that's how I fear it will play out. And then what have you done? You I don't did, think they're giving More of the same. Yep. More of the fucking same. Now, having said that, if they draft a rookie and that rookie's really coming along, that, I want to see Mitch pushed from a veteran and a rookie. Really yeah. put him in. Really put him in a pressure situation. The rookie, the rookie is not going to get any snaps. There are not going to be any snaps. But it's for this still, guy. it's still going to be a situation where you got a young kid they're ready to develop, and a veteran that could take your job. That's pressure. That's the best pressure they can put him in. Well, no, the best pressure would have been, you know, to to pressure him right out the fucking door. I'm just saying with the situation we currently have at hand, draft a rookie. Right. Agreed. Early. Agreed. I just I, I don't see that. Like they I probably won't. If they, I, if they carry three quarterbacks, it's gonna be a Matt Moore type of situation. And and unless a guy that they really like drops to them. I, when I heard gonna, Foles, man, I was like, it's Mitch. And I, Jay, I completely agree with you. It's still gonna be Mitch. Until now, to me, I think it's, it depends on how the schedule shakes out. Because if we start this season again with a division game, if we somehow start with the Packers again, I don't, I don't think it's going to be Mitch because you can't do that. Like you, you cannot go down again and, 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 you know, like if we have another home game and it's not going to be the opening of the season, but if let's say we have another home game opener against the Packers for some reason, or even worse on the road, they're not sending Mitch into that meat grinder again. Yeah, but sending Foles into that meat grinder could get him hurt, man. I mean, the last time Foles really did something big was when he was playing behind, arguably at the time, one of the best offensive lines in football in Philly. Those guys were beasts, man. We don't have that kind of O line here. I don't. That's why the Foles move to me. It's like, mm, like you, it's not Nick Foles from Philly. We don't have Philly's tight end. We don't have Philly's O line. It, it was. It's that that O line was sick, man. Like. Foles could get, end up getting crushed here, too. I haven't seen anything to make improvements there. I know, I think they're relying heavily on the coaching staff to, to what I, what bring I there, think, but What I think is that this is what Foles will do. Foles will step up in the pocket in a way that Mitch never is able to do. Foles will make the right throw. Foles will throw the ball where it is supposed to be on time and let the receivers make a play underneath it. That is what he will do. Foles will, you know, <clears throat> make the right adjustments on the, the protections. He's going to help the offensive line. Uh, How did we you know, feel about Foles last time he played us in the playoffs? We were like, look at those lobs. If Jackson was in, we'd be dominating right now. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't even be a ball game. Yeah, but, there's a, but there's still a magic to what he does. I mean, you know, there is something about, you know, the, the, the way that he is able to throw the ball up and trust that the receiver is going to be there. Ask That's Gardner Minshew about how that magic he, felt. He, what, what are you talking about? Like, he didn't he have a chance. That magic he got, and rubbed his glorious right, but, hairy chest right all over it. Right. I mean, it, but when he, when Foles got back in there, I don't think there was, it wasn't like he was just going to like some ready-made, 
you know, situation. Um, I just think I think he can be good enough. He's not gonna Foles is not gonna be the guy that we win because of, but he can be the guy that they win with. I think that the defense is. Are we sick get, of this shit though? Who fucking cares what we're sick of? It's what they have. Like I'm not gonna have another season where we discuss woulda, coulda, shoulda because it's it's what they fucking have. Like no, we don't. Once again, the Bears do not have a franchise quarterback, and that fucking sucks. And that's that's what my frustration was. In yes, the especially with everything going on in the world Absolutely. right now. Absolutely, like, let's get it's, a franchise quarterback at least. And nope. it's brutal. I mean, and and this is a year when there were multiple franchise quarterbacks available. It's Kyle Orton-ish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, with a ring. <laughs> I mean, there's not a ton of difference between Joe Flacco and and Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles is probably better than Flacco at this point. What? They had it's the same thing. They both had a Super Bowl run and they both got overpaid. Yeah, but Flacco had and he had more production career-wise. Right, but but I mean, you can't sit here and tell me that today Flacco is better quarterback is much better quarterback than Nick Foles. He's not. I think Nick Foles is by far a better quarterback than Flacco at this point in time. Okay. I mean, Die but the thing is, home. the thing is, he's not. <laughs> the thing is, he's still not gonna. He's still not wowing you. And yes, we're we're back in that familiar old shitty holy pair of shoes that we get to put on as Bears fans. That's Mike Lennon esque in my mind. I know this guy has a ring. It, that was. I think. I think that was just lightning in a bottle. I'm not. I think he's got more than that, and I don't think it's fair to call it Glennon. I think he's got more than that. I think he's had. He's had. Success in situations. Once you hit it with the stats, there, Brian, you had some stats pulled up at some point about uh, our boy Nick Foles versus uh, our boy Mitch Trubisky. What in 80 games he's got? Trubisky has better numbers. I don't think. I don't think Foles. Yeah, Foles hasn't thrown for over 3,000 yards in a season. Mitch has had. No wonder he's a Bears quarterback. That's what I mean. This isn't a guy <laughs> coming in here that. Yes, the Super Bowl. Okay, we get it. But like I told you, man, that offensive line, like he's not coming to that same situation. I, he hasn't thrown up. He's he's thrown more than I said it earlier, more than twenty touchdowns once in his career. Hey, I'm not like telling you to buy a Foles jersey, but no, no. But I think like the whole the I'm whole just... big dick Nick thing. I get it. Ha ha ha. But like since that Super Bowl run, yes, he did he did pull off a somehow miraculously pulled yeah, off a playoff win against run. us. Yeah, but I think he's better than Mitch at this point. Yes, it's an improvement. We'll just go with that. Chase and decent. Yep. Right, but and and at least I mean I think that. But I hope we bring a rookie in. I just don't think it's gonna happen. They don't have enough. Jake Fromm coming to you live. Well, that's what it's gonna be, and that will suck if they if they really use a second round <laughs> pick on Jake Fromm. God like, man. And that's a that's got pace written all fucking over it. Hurts or Gordon, I'll be good. Like so, George the George U on Twitter did some Foles versus um, Mitch stuff, and I don't know whether he's trying to be positive or negative. It's just numbers. But you he, can't tell. You can't tell with George. It's sorry with George. He's like the most deadpan, like weird follow on Twitter. Like, but you, you know, gotta like, follow him. Yeah, like if you, you gotta follow him. Like if you don't. <laughs> 
Like, if you ever want to just be like, I don't know what's being said and what's real, just follow Raul and George going back and forth because it's like you don't know what's real. And <laughs> I mean, it's the most bizarre back and forth ever. Like, it goes from being like crazy offensive to like, anyway. But <laughs> George, <laughs> great. from time to time, does come up with some good content. Um, <laughs> so. He's, every game Nick Foles has started under Andy Reid or Doug Peterson. So in 14 regular season games, he has 3,480 yards with a 63.8% completion percentage, 18 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 6.5 yards per attempt. Not that exciting. Uh, playoff games, however, five playoff games, 1,438 yards, 67.8% completion percentage, nine touchdowns, five interceptions, and 8.1 yards per attempt. So that's better. Um He's definitely, you know, got the playoff chops. Uh, in 19 combined regular season and playoff games started, 4,918 yards, 64.8% completion, 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 6.9 yards per attempt. So it is what it is. He's decent. He's, you know. He's, he's what we've been chasing. Yeah. I mean, he's like an Alex. He's like Alex Smith. Ish, um, I think Alex. <laughs> the face has, Brian's making right now. Says that's a not even a, that's not even a fair comparison. Not in this system. He's not Alex Smith. Well, I think he can be though. Nope. He's Alex Smith's bad leg. Yeah, he's Alex Smith's backup. <laughs> I hope he is. That, so here's another comparison. So, so here's an interesting comparison. He compared them. Here's a comparison between Nick Foles and Alex Smith as starters in the Andy Reid-Doug Peterson offense. Alex Smith averages over a 16-game season, 3,725 yards, 65.1 completion percentage, 22 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 7.2 yards per attempt, 32 passing attempts per game. Nick Foles... Averaged 41-41 in yards, so more yards. 64.8 percentage completed, so basically the same completion so percentage. His highest throwing, 20, his highest yardage year was 2,700. He's, he's taking all that, but he's taking all of the games that Alex Smith played with Peterson and Andy Reid offense, and Nick Foles played with Andy Reid. So he's, it, it, I'm not talking about, you know, so that that's what he's saying is to put that together. They're very similar. Now, my issue Just Peterson? Is, no. Again, comparison between Nick Foles and Alex Smith as starters in Andy Reid, Doug Smith, Doug Peterson offense. Okay. Right, but Peterson was the are, offensive coordinator, right, in Kansas City? No. He was? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So is, it, is it just comparing the time that they both played with Peterson? No. They're they're comparing they're comparing the time when they both played in the same offense the Peterson Reed offense so okay. it's either when Nick Foles played with Peterson or when Alex Smith played with Reed and Peterson so it's comparing those stats now Nick Foles did it in spread out whatever all right so Alex Smith or Nick Foles healthy yeah. Alex Smith okay. There we go. Right. But Alex Smith is not healthy, and he's 37 years old. We don't know old. that, and if they move and get canned, we know it, that. if Rivera brings him back, we can still Alex get Smith. Smith is, 
Why do you think Alex That's Smith can't even about. walk? He can't even walk. You don't know? Dude, I know. Like, hey. We don't need coronavirus to, to, to keep Alex Smith inside away from the streets because dude can't walk. You don't know that. Dude has been quarantined of his own volition. Like, we've, for hey, we've months signed less at tight end. Because he can't stand up. <laughs> like, dude has been on, like, the, the Theismann virus for two years. Theismann virus. Like, wow. Guy, you know, snaps, like, he's got a leg like an Olive Garden breadstick. Like, it's just like, like, bro. Hey, we just gave Jimmy Graham $9 million for Yeah, but he's, he's, got, he's not hurt. No, but like, he's, he's a slip banana peel away from a walker so in a wheelchair. Here's another one. I'm giving you a <laughs> This is a comparison between Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky in the same offense. So Mitch, so Foles, we already know his numbers. 4,100, 65%, 23-12, 6.9 yards per attempt. PFF grades, 2012, 56.5, 2018-73.8. Mitch. 3,500 yards, 64.7% completion, 23 and 12, 6.7 yards. It, you know, he's he's better, but not it's like... A, it's a lateral move. It's a, it's a it's lateral ins- move. It's, it's insurance policy. I don't want that insurance. It's shitty it's insurance. An, it's like, it's, you know what you did? <laughs> it's an upgrade you, to Chase. That's all it is. Bought a, you, you're driving an old Camry, right? Mitch is the old Camry. You got a Hyundai. We just bought full coverage on the Camry, even though we've been here before. We bought. We did that with Glennie. Right. Well, I don't know. No, I I disagree. I'm not saying it's the same player. No, that we had Hoyer, who would have been a better a better bridge. We brought in Glennon to throw people off the scent and give him a big contract of us, Mr. Pace being sneaky, right? Just to throw, throw everybody off the scent that they were drafting this kid. No, I think Pace actually believed that Glennon could be. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. It was an $18 million insurance policy to throw people off the center plus drafting Mitch, man. There's no what? way you saw Glennon taking over a team and doing something. Everybody still thought they were going to take Watson with Glennon. Nobody liked Glennon. Exactly. You think Pace really was sold on Glennon? That was an $18 million insurance policy to throw people off the scent of drafting a quarterback. Well, he really felt confident in it when he traded up because he thought everybody had the scent, huh? I don't buy that. He Before thought the draft, bro. Start. Before the draft. Money, he thought, what, what scent was there? Everybody picked Mitch. Half the experts picked Mitch as the top but quarterback. He, it's Pace trying to be sneaky, man. And, and, no, it's Pace being stupid. Well, I'm not you call what you want. In his, in his mind, he's trying field. to throw people off. That's what he does. Chair, what? Pace is that young buck out in the field. You know, you're out during hunting season. You're just hot, and you're pain. you smells that little what what smells like dopey, but what ends up happening? You get blasted in the side with a slug and filleted. That's Ryan Pace. Yeah, he's a, he's just a, <laughs> a, he's just he's just not that smart. Like. He knows a lot, but That's he has nice. no instincts for it, and he's That's a mark. He's a mark. Like this dude sits down at the table, and everyone's like, "Oh, we're about to take this fool's lunch money," and that's just the reality. I mean, you know, so uh, I don't know what they're gonna take in the second round. I mean, I wouldn't be. You could tell me they're gonna get Cole Komet and Jalen Hurts. You could tell me they're gonna end up with Rieger and. You know, remember, remember uh, we all pissed that Lynch. People were saying Lynch fleeced us. 
No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Who was in the Super Bowl last year? Not because of that pick. Not because of those picks. But no, but... but... But the, the fact of the matter is... Well, Reuben Foster not acting up, though, would have helped them a ton. That yeah. kid was a beast out of college. Yeah. yeah, they did all right, and they just traded their guy over to Andy. And and then they got lucky that Grant that Garoppolo got hurt, and they drafted Nick Bosa. It takes, it takes some shit to happen. It, it There is not this clear path of, like, GM dominance. Not to make any excuses for pace, but there is rarely this clear path of, like, GM dominance that leads to championships. Drew Bledsoe still had to get hurt for Tom Brady to get a chance. If Drew Bledsoe never gets hurt, you don't know what happens. If Garoppolo doesn't get hurt, Nick Bosa doesn't get drafted. If, you know, this Chargers don't give up on Breeze, maybe he never goes. To, you know, a lot of things have to happen. There's yeah, a lot of gonna go down, we probably luck involved. There's a lot Nick of luck Bosa involved. Now. And right now the Bears don't have any luck. They're not getting any luck. Damn you, Wentz. <laughs> right. I just think it's funny that like there are a lot of people that are like, oh, Foles won a Super Bowl, and it's like, but when you brought up Eli Manning and his Super Bowl MVPs, it was like, oh, that doesn't count. Well, it's like what? Like, like it just people will change their own narrative to fit whatever they want at the drop of a hat. Like, I mean, my feeling is this: I am in. I want Foles starting day one. I want Mitch so far down on the death chart that he's not even active. Well, there's like, only two, so he's second. <laughs> well, there's going to be a third. And, <laughs> and, 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 it's going to be Matt Moore. It's going to be, you know, somebody like that. Now, push come to shove, I would have rather paid the contract that Keenum got, personally. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, I would have rather signed – Keenum and, and Hooper, <laughs> if you're going to give me the choice of how to spend $17 million, um, <laughs> you know, that's what I would have done. But what do I know? I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just. We're just fans. We don't know shit. No, we don't know shit. But I just think, like, Foles, you know, I don't know. It's just going to be another damn. It's just going to be another damn year where we need the defense to do everything. Hopefully they can hold them to nine. And 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 the only hope, like to be honest, the only hope is that we somehow figure out how to run the fucking ball. With a running back that we're not all sold on. Who's that? I like Montgomery. No, I'm good I, with Montgomery. I'm not okay. as worried about him as, and I know, and I think your points are very valid, Jer. But but I I like Montgomery. I think he I think he had a sneaky good year given all the circumstances it's an offensive line that's regressed and no depth this is well that's my biggest issue right now is that our depth and you lost the piece that actually kind of started working for you in cornelius lucas he went out and he got paid so that's what's happening and then you know and people are like oh look at all the comp picks i'm like yeah comp picks don't mean shit when your gm can't draft with a holy fuck your ass six round comp picks like i don't like, get out of here with that. If they're going to be fourth-round comp picks, sixth-round. I don't care. Like, a bunch of sixth-round picks. Like, great. It's going to be interesting to see what Lewis Riddick can do with them, though. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I said. I said I said Nagy, Nagy's setting this up so that Pace gets ousted and, and his boy Lewis comes in. I mean, because, you know, Pace and Nagy are talking they, – they, they are talking very differently about things. Yeah, and if I, I like I like what you're saying. I, I hope it is full starting because 
then I really hope they do draft a rookie because that rookie is going to be able to learn from a guy that knows the system, and that's important. And and there were rumors, you know, uh, from from people that are some people hate and some people don't hate and whatever that they were shopping Mitch. That guy that got a blue hat emoji from Iran. Yeah, the guy, yeah, the guy that <laughs> roasted. There's a lot of roasting going on on Twitter, but but um, you know, shopping Mitch for what? Now I could see a scenario Top where, picks? yeah, Corral like a sixth mass. round pick, like a fifth In or like sixth. If you got a fifth, if you got a fifth in 2020 for Mitch, you um, think that you run, you run to the fucking bank. You know, and just say yes, please. Now I could see close up uh, to draft. It may happen. I could see uh, Ravens maybe taking a flyer on him as a backup, or uh, Seahawks maybe. You know, um, you know somebody that doesn't have a backup but needs a mobile guy. You know what I mean? Somebody that can only read half the field. Yeah, I mean he's, he's gonna. He, Mitch is better than Geno Smith. I think. <laughs> <laughs> We're all like, I mean, Geno Smith is bad. Think yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, some of these guys hang on. I mean, Colt McCoy just signed another deal. I'm just like, <laughs> good lord. God, Mitch definitely. I mean, yeah, like you, Mitch could definitely, you know, be. I mean, God bless Chase Daniel just got more money. That dude, 50 million, I think, over his career. Wow. What a what the finesse job he has done in the league is just wild. Like, God bless him. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but, yeah, speaking of all the roasting, I mean, it, it, Roquan, <laughs> you, you want to know why Roquan missed two games? It's because of emotional distress because this team is ruthless on our boy Roquan. Yeah, they, he, he's, he's still treated like the rookie. Yo, they are mean to this guy. <laughs> like, I laugh, but sometimes I'm like, damn. Like, they have no thought yeah, but for even his... to each other. I mean, like, Kyle Long, like, did you see that? Akeem posted that dude looking like <laughs> that tiny little thing on the laptop. I'm like, yeah, because oh, because he said keep Tariq out of the locker room when Nick Foles comes in. <laughs> like, it's been fun. It's been fun to see all the back and forth. And, you know, I mean, Twitter, honestly, it, although you do see a lot of the bad news, is is keeping keeping us all kind of connected and mentally. Thank God for football. God. Yeah, like if it's I mean, nice distraction to be able to. Oh yeah. I just don't even want to think about what happens when we're, you know. And I know we've been very anti-Mitch, but like, of course, of course, we just want. It doesn't matter whose name is on the back of the jersey. We just want to see somebody step up and ball out. Got a quarterback. I'll be here yeah, to support but, Mitch if he does it. But I just don't see it. Right, but I'm on. I'll be on record as saying I don't want it to be Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna, it is the best gonna, case scenario, though, scenario, honestly. You end up with a scenario like the Rams have. Yes, because that's my worst fear is that yeah. he's okay, and then we, and then we, you know, I mean, look at how much year. money we just spent on Nick Foles. You think they won't spend twenty something million dollars on Mitch? You're high, bro. They love have to get rid of people in the process. Such a great guy, like. I mean, like, you know, what a great guy he is. Like, you know, it's like they will do that shit. They will, like, they will pay yeah. Mitch 
100 million dollars for 100 five million dollars yes. <laughs> see it already Mitch Trubisky has a 2018 season again which was just totally bleh, whatever that one Tampa game yeah yeah like he is against going, Tampa or somebody yes yeah <laughs> hey, that, that would be against Brady yeah, though well, so yeah. that might that might get it done Teddy Bridgewater had himself a Tampa game too by the way which for five weeks in a row. No, he fucking didn't. Look at his game. He had like 150 yards passing in two of those games. He's not so shit. angry. You know He's what? He's not shit. Right. He's not shit. He's been with Teddy Ball game still. You're still, you're still hating on him. I agree with you, AA. I don't think he's that good. He's and a shot you don't think he's he that good. Like Alex Brown. He's, he's fucking. He's not that good. He just, Alex Brown yeah. is a master quarterback evaluator. He used do, to be do play with Rex Grossman. Beat on him. Alex Rex Grossman can throw a deep ball at least. And who's he gonna throw to in Carolina? Do you even know any of their receivers? They have a attention, different DJ Moore, don't they? I think they have DJ Moore. Yeah, they have some other DJ no. Moore. <laughs> they have the real DJ Moore. It's the no. DJ Moore. Right. Some poor man's DJ Moore. I don't know. I'm just, I don't buy it. And and I don't know if I would have been. Now, I would have been happy if they had said to me, yes, three years, Teddy Bridgewater, Mitch, adios. I would have been like, great. Let's use a fourth round draft pick or second round draft pick on a quarterback or a fourth round, whatever. Let's get another guy in here. Let's, you know, let's keep it rolling. Because I don't think Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is not a guy who's going to lose you the game either. Now, you know, so and but I don't I don't his injury history is not not inspiring either. And that's back to like you were talking about the the Chargers. Tyrod's a perfect bridge. I don't see them. Why would they bring in a cam who has injury concerns when Tyrod's pretty consistent, too? He's very safe. He's not going to. I guess if it depends if they have the money. I mean, you got your high draft pick, so you're going to you're going to draft, you know, Jordan Love or. Uh, Herbert or I would take Tyrod here. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. I would. I think that would be an upgrade in this roster. Yeah. I don't know. I just I I, I hope that I want to bet on Matt Nagy and I think Foles. I like Nagy, man. I yeah, me too. So and I think Foles is Matt Nagy's guy. So and that's what I. So that's why I'm hoping that Foles works out and. You know, um, for by all accounts, he's a, he's a good dude. You know, like I think he could be a good leader. I think he's he's a good guy in that he's not going to come in and, and act like a dick and you know um, cause problems or be controversial or whatever. And I think that's why they got him. Now I I said I think Case Keenum or Dalton might have been better. I love to see where I want to see where Dalton ends up. It doesn't look like it's going to be New England, so what's left? Yeah. Where's Dalton going to go? Don't know. Right. He's not going to be a starter. I don't see Dalton. He can't run that offense. <clears throat> so it's like, if in retrospect, would you have rather waited, you know, or did Pace get, get hoodwinked by all these, you know, Paul Cranes and – you know, I don't think there was ever a big market for Foles. I don't think the, I don't think the Patriots were interested in Foles. I don't think anybody was that interested in Foles. I think they bet on it. 
That's what I'm saying. So they got these guys with all these connections to Dalton and Foles, and basically a market for those guys got created, and it didn't exist. <laughs> like they watch and, car watch car get traded now for peanuts. Shut no, your I mouth. don't think he will. I I think <laughs> <laughs> don't I think, you dare well, read that in real life. Will, he will if he doesn't play well and Mariota somehow Tannehill's him. Um. But where he'll go, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel anyway. if you're a Raiders fan anyway? Oof. Who knows? I mean, they made some nice moves. They got Quickkowski, they got Littleton, they 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 brought in a couple offensive line. I mean, you know, I think there's some, some draft picks too. I'm pretty yeah. sure. They got a first round pick from somebody. They got several of them. They got three of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're gonna. I think the Raiders are gonna be fine. Um, and they realized smartly. Uh, Mayock was like, "Listen, Carr." Now, I, I still think if Brady had gone to the Raiders, you know, so yeah, he'd be out. They had to. They couldn't pay the, that kind of money. To but uh, but I also think that the Bears might have lost that bid, lost that bidding, or would have had to give up. Now, what if the Bears had to pay like a, a ton for Carr? Like, what if Pace? You know, I would have been okay with Pace overpaying for Carr, personally. Of the two that you had, if you had to choose between Foles and Carr. Yeah, so like, let's around that, all day. An overpaid Carr or a regular paid well, Foles. That's what I'm saying. Like, so if you, if you have to, like, let's say that Pace gave up a second and a fourth for Carr. Done. Done. Yeah. Why not? A second this year and a second next year. Fine. Yeah, no. I would. Uh, that's no, much. second and fourth I'd be good with. Okay, well, second and a fourth next year. I know I wouldn't. I wouldn't go second and fourth. I would say the second should be good enough. Well, the fourth was conditional, so I really wouldn't mind. Well, and that's the thing is that, but but you look at the, the where that fourth came from, and it's like we gave up on Jordan Howard, which we shouldn't have done. You signed a crappy running back or a running back that didn't pan out. Then for some reason Carolina picked him up, so you got this fourth round pick, and then you used the fourth round pick to get Nick Foles. Well, and that brings me back to the pace thing, like pace man. Loser. Even when he does hit on a freaking draft pick, the, the retaining of that, the retaining them is the problem too. Right, like Amos, we're still trying to replace Amos. And they didn't even offer him a fucking contract. Yep. Still trying to replace Howard. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, well, it, that's it, the thing is you didn't have to trade up for Montgomery. That's my problem with Montgomery. I like Montgomery, but you didn't have to trade up for him. You could have taken Singletary. There were other guys. You didn't have to trade up for Anthony Miller. Like, you just didn't have to do it. Like, he's – like, just stop trading up, bro. <laughs> like, like – and, that you know, we know of. Watch him trade up this year. Watch him throw two twos and draft, you know, God knows who. I don't even know. I mean, who's he going to – some – he'll, you know, he'll, he'll end up trading two twos and get, you know, some receiver. From some small college. Nah, I don't think it'd be from some small college. No, I'm it'll just be saying. like, you know, like what if he drafts – what, what if uh, – what if yeah. he, what if J- Judy or somebody's sitting there and you know at the end of the first round and and he this is why this is too much depth of wide receiver to trade up. There's not much speed though. But I wouldn't put it past pace to do some stupid shit like that. Is what I'm saying. I like, say yeah. relative though. I say there's not much speed just relative to yeah. 
the roster. But that's the thing too. Like sometimes the speed is, you know, speed's overrated. Like I'm forty times anyway. I'm much more interested in like three cone and and you know guys' ability to separate and and catch the ball. Like you look at the best receivers of all time, they're not the speed burners. Jerry Rice was not super fast. Randy Moss had was. Was very fast. He was super fast. Right, but he was, I don't know, his 40 time was like insane, though. I'm just. He was very fast. That's what you got. The Randy Moss, you'd throw it up and he'd go get it. He was fast as fuck, dude. Sure, but he was also big and had crazy hands. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, the best receivers of all time have not been your sub four. I mean, look at John Ross. That he got drafted based on that forty time insanity, and he's not. Tony Brown was pretty damn fast, and he was one of the best. Uh, Randy Moss forty time. You ready? Yes. Four point two five. Yeah. All right. Well, he's the best. Fast as fuck. He's the best. <laughs> he was very good. <laughs> he played the football well. Randy Moss. Uh, <laughs> well, even Bruce and Holt on the Rams all those years were burners. Holt was fast. He was quicker than fast, but Holt was pretty honest. I'm saying just 40 time is not enough to make a receiver. No, like, 40 times not enough to make anybody. Right. Willie Galt. There I you think go. It's also like arm strength, you know, like arm strength is important, but I'm more interested in like brain you know, strength. Yes, brain strength and spin rate and, you know, does the ball get to where it needs to go? That yeah. ball velocity, that good yeah. ball velocity. That good good being ball. able to read a defense. Yeah, that'd be nice, right? Being able to read a novel. So, anyway. Well, that's the thing. So, that's that's what's really going to be interesting. What book is Pace going to pick this year for Mitch? <laughs> you know, fucking sweep the sheds. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So long, and thanks for all the Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna yeah. be the. <laughs> oh god. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, I just, I, I'm gonna, I really like this pass rush that we're about to witness though. That Quinn and Mac, getting that Quinn jersey. I'll tell you that. Mighty Quinn. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's it. I think. Uh, I think we. We did it all. Thanks uh, to JJ. Awesome. JJ was awesome. On, yes. Uh, to, you know, join us. And, uh, you know, obviously he's always great. So check him out on NBC Sports Chicago. Check him out on the Bears Beat Under Center Podcast. Um, of course, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us anywhere your podcasts are uh, streamed. Uh, check out brawlnetwork.com, thebrawlnetwork.com. Um, check out that good Facebook group, bro. Yep, got a great face group group that JJ's and Adam Rank is in our face Adam group now. Rank's in it. Our Which, face group. Our, he's in our face group. Yep. <laughs> face group. He should be coming on the show again soon. So yeah, definitely. Look out for that. Um, you find me on Twitter, A-A-R-O-N-T-O-R, Jer, A-R-J-R-54, Brian B. Quinn 34 on Twitter. And the, anything else you want to add there? Kimo Sabes. I do. I want to shout out to our healthcare workers. I know a few of them. Hell Barry yeah. Mysterio, I know you're very much in the healthcare. Here's to you, brother. Stay strong, stay safe. Mayor in Chicago, stay safe. Yep. You guys, uh, 
we're in strange times and we need each other whether you like us or hate us just be excellent to the people around you and be safe yeah that's it man like just stay safe and and listen like younger people just listen just stay home it's only for a little bit yeah, you know what I mean. Social, social distancing does not mean throwing a quarantine party, you fucking morons. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate it, and uh, it's just another episode of the Tailgate Show. The bars. The fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> Get us some offensive linemen. Sweet Jesus, Ryan Pace. <laughs> Dude spends more time in the barbershop than he does in the film room, I swear to God. Fade is tight. Not Graphics? Yeah, they might have to be. Not so much. Yeah. No. Yeah.